I've had 11 cars. Wow. I've had two. Okay. Evening edition part two. Part duh. Part duh. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world so let's take a tangent on our podcast well no this what is, this is actually i guess this is kind of in line this is transportation and travel it's, it's, right it falls in the transportation yeah, category I think, yeah i think you're just going to get a little glimpse inside <laughs> a little glimpse you've had a glimpse into our brains you're going to get more of a glimpse i think this is a step two in a multi-part series oh. that involves learning about pete and simpson Ooh, deep dive style. i'm gonna i'm gonna subscribe to this <laughs> Said no one. Said, said approximately 32 people. And dropping. And dropping. And possibly dropping. At, with every word out of our mouth on this episode. Yes. <laughs> so okay. Let's, okay, so transportation, of course, we're looking at what we're going to talk about, and you have no idea. So what we're going to talk about is cars. So that's something that is a... I like cars. Yeah. <laughs> one of those things that is our You know, we common were driving thread. this week and... Who's we? My wife and I, uh-huh. and we we're in my new truck. Yep, which we're going to cover. And I had it in sport mode. Mm. And I had because of the That's way the cute. roads you are, have, you have a sport mode. I have, <laughs> I have like five driving modes on it. Yes, I call it the beans mode. You got to give it the beans. Beans, give it the mm. beans. We had uh, because of the way the roads are here, we ended up getting like shuffled out of where we were trying to go. It ended up like on the main road, so I had to go down and turn around and come uh-huh. back uh-huh. to get back in because we were hunting for parking on a yep. Friday night. And when I pulled out onto the main road, was in sport mode. Gave it the beans. Yep. Got way over, hit the brakes, made a made a high performance turn, high performance, <laughs> and got on the beans again to get back over there. And she goes to me, she goes, you know, I think you just like driving fast. And I was like, duh. Doi? <laughs> no. Good thing you bought a truck. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's got the sport mode. I, I actually have a sport mode, too. It just turns off traction control. Uh, this makes a big difference. I'll let you drive it sometime. Go drive it in sport mode. Any. Ways. We're talking about cars, mm. our cars, our and cars. our car stories. Our history with cars. and There was a recent car announcement. Oh, you can we're going to kick it off with I'm gonna that? I'm going to kick it off with that. Oh, right, right to that. Right, right, right to the beans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all the are mileage you, out of the beans. Are you going to use tonight. beans? Yeah. Golly. Speaking of things that don't get the beans, a recent car announcement that I wanted to talk about, which was the truck, actually, the Tesla truck. Because as we just mentioned, I bought a new truck a few weeks ago now. And when I was buying the truck, I had America's a few, most popular truck. I bought America's most popular truck. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did buy an F-150. When I bought it a few weeks ago, I had a few friends that said, well, you know, Tesla's announcing that truck in a few weeks. Don't you right. want to wait? Uh, I was wondering. Do you want to wait? Yeah. Do you want to wait? And I, because I do, I do genuinely like Teslas. I yeah. like the SUV. I like the Model S and the Model Tray. No, I don't like the Model Three that much. I like the 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 original sedan, which was the Model S. Uh huh. And I like the SUV. The uh-huh. the newer sedan, I'm not super crazy about. Okay. Because I don't I don't I don't like the the interior layout of it. And that's the only thing. Oh, okay. I think the outside of it's actually a pretty good looking car. Yeah. So I was intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued by electric power vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, both cars and also to aircraft. 
to go back to our roots here and talk about aircraft also. So I was intrigued to see what Tesla was going to announce. And I I did go and I did buy a, a 2019 F-150 a couple weeks ago and I bought it and I was like, man, maybe I should have just waited just to see... <laughs> Because, I mean, I, I love the F-150. Mm-hmm. This is my, technically, if you look at the list of cars I made up there, technically it's my third F-150. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the 1984 F-150 really fits the same genre mm-hmm. as the last two. No, no, definitely not. So I could not have been more happy <laughs> with my purchase mm-hmm. of a 2019 leftover F-150 after I saw that thing that they rolled out yeah. earlier this week. Yeah, I, I, I get what they're trying to do. Do I do not get what they're trying to do. What are I, they trying to do? So it's so if, obviously we can talk about one of their marketing ploys, right, to showcase the truck. So pickup trucks, for the most part, are bought by contractors or sure. people that need trucks for their everyday life. And Texans. And, and Texans, right? Yeah. So Texas loves their trucks. But but if you look at the numbers, actually, trucks are extremely popular across the country. It's, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah, why yeah, Ford yeah. stopped making sedans. Right. Because right. The, the truck business was so good. And not just Ford, but other manufacturers yeah. make trucks in it that sell very well for them. So for typically for contractors and people that use them and need to throw a whole bunch of stuff in the back, not just like people who work on their houses on the weekends and stuff. You obviously bought it because you throw a whole bunch of stuff in the back and you also like the truck it's a great truck yeah i i I mean it's you didn't buy it for the utility aspect of it not entirely right so mine is a little bit more on the luxury side right it is a platinum Mm -hmm. but it's it's a good family vehicle Mm -hmm. because we can put the kids in the back Mm -hmm. and they're not on top of each other right and And their own space and their gear you know they're not kicking the seat because they can't reach the seat (laughs) which is great And we can still lug a whole bunch of junk with us. Right. And we're doing a lot of home improvement projects here. So it's good for stuff like that. And it's uh, the utility of it is unmatched in my opinion. Well, and honestly, it's a little bit different for you because there's literally every every vehicle for the most part can satisfy what you're trying to do. And that's just to go to work, right? For the most part, go to the work to go to the airport. And you work 15 minutes in the airports, 15 minutes away. So you don't need something that's gas friendly or uh, economy friendly as far as fuel economy goes. And you don't need something that is super small because you're in the city. You're away from the city. Yeah, we're in the burbs. Exactly. So you can get away with that. I think what they're trying to do with this truck is they're trying to appeal to that contractor side. That's why they took the sledgehammer and smashed the door with it. Uh And of course, nailed it with the one with the ball (laughs) at the window. I mean, out of all the things that make me cringe, it's stuff like that when they're like, you know what, let's throw a ball at it. I wonder, though, they did release video of them doing it beforehand and it working. But I'm like, what changed, right? Something had to change. I mean, if if it didn't work the first time, I probably would have said don't throw don't, it the second yeah time. don't do it again like no yeah that, <laughs> that was just comical yeah. no, so i, I yes. thought aesthetically i thought i mean i like the stainless steel look of like sure. the delorean because yeah. i actually big fan of the deloreans i like the and it's kind of angular like a delorean yeah a little bit but it's just not it just it's yeah it just misses the point for me as I from think. a design standpoint for me it 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 just doesn't they could have taken it a number of different ways yeah there is a truck out there that I think actually Ford has bought a share in or stake in. Uh, the Rivian? Rivian? Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's that a one, nice truck. That one looks yeah, good. I'd like that truck. That one looks real good. That's an expensive truck. I, yeah. It's a six-figure truck, wasn't it? Is it six-figure? I think it was. Oh, I think geez. it was well into the six figures for that truck. And that's a beautiful truck. I mean, it does look good. 
Uh, I just, yeah, it, it didn't, they, they, I'm a very, I'm intrigued in all of the companies that, sure. uh, Elon is, is a part of, I think is very interesting, you know, pushing the boundaries. And he's one of those types that I don't know if he believes it, but he, he says that he's pushing the boundaries, not just for his own gain, but for, you know, gain is for everybody, right. Making a push into the social or the solar market, making yep. a push into the EV market, making a push in the, you know, space exploration. I think that's all cool stuff. And I think that if he truly means it and that he's trying to advance all those things for the greater good of everybody, that's awesome. I'm, I'm down with that. I'd love to. I'm actually, uh, I, in I am a big fan of Elon Musk. I think, you know, the things that he does, I think, are very intriguing. I'm genuinely interested in, in what he's doing. I think sure. he's a unique guy, and mm. I, I genuinely enjoy I've, – I've read books about him. Yep. Well, oddly enough, I don't really read books, but there was a book <laughs> on tape that I listened to. <laughs> there was another electric vehicle announced this week, too, that I was curious. We have actually haven't talked about. What's that? The Ford Mustang oh, Mach-E. Yeah, the Mach-E. Very intrigued. I haven't heard any of the stats. Um, it looks like a – it looks like a Mustang went to the gym, <laughs> but only focused on like the puffy, the areas that would get like the chest and arms and stuff like that. And I don't know if it backs it up because I'm not a huge, I do like the newer Mustangs and I do like the older Mustangs as far as car design. I sure. think they look great. I'm not a Mustang, a Mustang fan just from a, a genre, if you will. I don't like the classic muscle cars. I do like, so I do, what is it? Uh, Resto? Resto mods. The resto mod. I yep. do like that concept where they take, you know, the shell of a classic muscle car and yep. they drop it on a on a newer body or newer frame, right? Yep. So it's got new powertrain. It's got all the cool stuff. It's but standard issue LS in it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a fan. Anyway, so I, I do like that that genre. I'm more of a different type, and I think this is where we kind of clash a little bit. Is I like more of the import scene. Sure. I like um, small cars. I like nimble cars. I like cars that surprise you and are fun to drive. And that's kind of the two cars that I've owned are, are cars that I would argue were really fun to drive or are really fun to drive because I have a current one. So I've got a little bit of information here on the Mustang Mach-E. Okay. 300 mile range on it. Okay. Pretty good. With the rear wheel drive. It's a, it, in the GT option, it is a mid three second zero to 60, yeah. which is, that's, that's proper. Yeah. You can charge it for, for 47 miles in 10 minutes. Oh, that's good. So that's, that's, that's actually pretty impressive. I think genuinely, I like the way this car looks. I think it just kind of looks like a Tesla and a Mustang had a baby. Yeah. And I don't necessarily like that it has all the Mustang badging on it because it's not a Mustang. No. It's a four door. Oh, it's four? It's fours. Oh. Yeah. It's, huh. it's a sedan. And I don't know why they would do that. You know, it, sh it should be made. Yes. Because it should I think, not be called a Mustang. Yeah. I think they're trying to cash in a little bit on that name. Yeah. Would be my guess. I mean, it's easy to market, right? Something people are already familiar with. I mean, it's a, it's pretty cool. Looking. I'm 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 in I'm intrigued by this car more than I am the Tesla truck. I'm intrigued. I I hope you know my car is I just turned three uh, two months ago, and I'm hoping that to get it synthetic oil for its birthday. I always get it synthetic oil. <laughs> Whatever. So. I'm I'm hoping that I have that car for at least another three years. Obviously, I probably have it for another three years. But I'm hoping that my next car is an electric car. And I say that because there's a lot of great stuff that's happening. On yeah, that side. yeah. I think I think there's a lot of cool. I I like it 
not just because it's it's the right thing to do for the environment. I know people are saying, oh, but battery mining is is so intrusive and so damaging to the environment, more so than just producing a, a, a petroleum-based car or powered car. Yep. Um, there's a combustion. Yeah, exactly. So this thing has a giant display in the middle, like the Tesla does too. Yeah, I feel like that's it's that's the way the cars. cars yeah, are going their cars this. are all going that way. So uh, I'm hoping that my next car is an EV, primarily because I like. We were just talking about um, filling up with gas right before yep. a trip. I like the idea of having a fully fueled car every morning when I go out and go to work. Sure. I can plug it in at night and boom, there it goes. You know, I, I, I like that. I like that aspect of it. I also like the performance aspect. So I do yep. I do like performance cars and you can't beat the linear 100% torque from zero. Yep. You can't beat that, right? So that's that I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that they'll, they'll kind of dial it in. It'll get maybe, you know, this Mustang will be gangbusters. Who knows? Maybe the truck will sell millions of them and, you know, you'll see them everywhere in Texas. The only thing, <laughs> and I think it's, it's not just an electrical vehicle problem or not. I don't want to say it's a problem, but right. it's not an electrical vehicle thing, but it is a car design thing. And it's also a thing about society that's going away that I, that I don't like, which is manual transmissions. Oh yeah. I'm a huge fan of manual transmissions, yep. but you can't find anything that nope. comes with a manual anymore. Nope. Even the brand new Corvette only comes in an automatic. Mm-hmm. And that is a red blooded American car if there ever yep. was one, yep. except for the fact that there's mid-engine now. But besides that. I do like that. But anyway, I do like Ooh, the Ooh, really? Yeah. Tell me more. I do like a mid-engine car. I, like, I got my eye on those. Nah. <laughs> but enjoy it in automatic. I, yeah, I have a manual car. Honestly, uh, and I'm, I'm genuinely looking at that car mm-hmm. as maybe getting, you know, something for a toy in the future. The only reason that it's not a open and shut slam dunk. Yes. Is because it only comes in an automatic. So here's the thing. I drive a manual car. Yep. I've driven it. I've it's only, a good time. It is a good time, right? It's a lot of fun. I've only driven manual cars. I do like the idea of automatic. I, I, I do like it in the sense of it shifts faster. Sure. And, uh, you know, dual clutch, some of them are, are high performance, right? As yep. far as automatics go and are faster than a manual. I get that. But if you're, if you're, and I'm agreeing with you, if you want something as far as like a in driving experience, enjoying that driving experience. I think that's really manual. what it is for me. I mean, I like going fast. Don't yep. get me wrong. Yep. I'm not going to track the car. No, I'm not going to go out on Friday nights to the track. I'm not going to put it on and race it anywhere. And you're also not going to sit in traffic. No. Yeah. No. Never. Which is the worst part for a manual. And thankfully, you know, down here, knock on wood, we have traffic only when people decide to play bumper cars. Yeah. Or Which is if, all the it time. Gets, if it mists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's a there was a dark cloud. And everybody crashed. Uh, yeah. If I could get my truck in a manual transmission, mm. I'd be I'd be all over that. Yeah. My first truck, my 84 F-150 that I got up there. So we've actually written out... <laughs> Uh, two <laughs> lists of cars on our dry race board here, I, ladies if, and gentlemen. If, if there weren't some other secret notes for things to come, I would totally take a picture of it and just post it. I might just make we, a list. We, we might want to rewrite it because it might, uh, I can't read my chicken scratch handwriting. Uh, you know, there. I can just make a list. Sure. Yeah, you can do that. So, yeah. Do you want, you know, I'm going to cover my extensive list okay. real quick because okay. it's probably yes. going to take most of the episode. I might have questions. So, the year's 2005. <laughs> Simpson had just finished his elementary school. Yes. Uh, no, his first year college. Okay. Same thing. Yep. Same, same. And 
I needed a car. I had actually like a real job, real paying job. It was great. Humble brag. Humble brag. Had a job. Had a year round job. You had a job in 2005? You were ahead of me. Uh (laughs) I did not have a job in 2005. So I needed a car and I bought a Mazda 3. A 3i, the 2.0, nothing special, not the speed. If I recall correctly, it was red. It was red. Yeah, I remember it. Red with, um, so there was a lot of, this was, this is I only saw it once ever. Do you know where, do you know where it was? I remember this moment because I was like, oh, that guy's got a red car. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Was it at my house for the holiday party? Nope. Nope. You had the Fiesta by then. Oh, and I just ruined your uh, lead-in for your next it. car. No, it was at a golf course. I, we were we went golfing. We went one day golfing. That's and it was right. Me and you and Tom, J Rod, yeah. But I didn't really know you. You yet. didn't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. They were like, yeah, this Simpson guy's gonna come with us. I'm like, oh, and I meet him at like Sun and Fun. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then you showed up in a Mazda three, and I was like, yeah, that shoe fits. Why? <laughs> what is? What does that mean? What is? What is that supposed to mean? I'm just judging. I'm always judging. But what does red car mean? Red, red car. Did you pick the red car? Or was it like what they had? It was what they had. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, that's funny because everybody, when I first got that, of course I was a young kid and they're sure. like, oh, arrest me red. And yeah. I will say I never got a ticket in that car. Really? So here's, here's the funny thing. So let me, let me rewind this. So I got the car. It's in the summer. I had it for like maybe three months. Yeah. And the first thing I did. Put an exhaust on it. Yeah. And not like, yeah, not one of those like, oh, tastefully done exhaust. Like you lop off the back muffler and you <laughs> you glue on the, the big fart can. Yep. And that was so much fun. Yep. Oh, and, and that was the bug. So I love messing and tinkering with cars and stuff. So yeah. that was the first thing. And then it was the intake. And then sure. it was a different intake. And then mm-hmm. it was another intake. And then it was, you know, short throw shifter. And then it was lowering springs. And it was, you know, upgraded wheels. It was, you know, 2008 taillights as opposed to the 2005. So what'd you pay for the car? I paid, oh, geez, 14000 and how much did you put into it? Um, Fourteen thousand and one dollars. <laughs> um, as far as mods go, I want to say five grand, maybe. No, yeah, no, sure. no. Okay, so the I didn't. Normally, I do my own work, sure. like I'll install my own stuff. Um, the springs, springs are something I wouldn't mess yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. The just springs because of the tension of it, and I got kind of hosed on it. So that was probably like two thousand. No, it was like a thousand bucks. Uh, all, all said and done. And then I got, I tinted, I had a couple of different exhausts. So I want to say maybe $3,000. So you're 17 grand yeah. into a 05 Mazda 3. Yeah, that I got $500 for three years ago. <laughs> uh-huh. But I will say- Isn't it great? Oh Isn't man, it's so Car awesome. ownership great? And it's funny because Jen's like, are you going to do anything to your Fiesta? She said this a couple of weeks ago and I was like, don't do that to me. <laughs> don't do that to me. I'm, I'm open. I'm off, I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off. I'm off of it. I'm off of it. So, so that was the Mazda. So the Mazda was also very underpowered. Okay. But it was super torquey and it was just, it was a lot of fun to drive, especially like up in New Hampshire and, and yeah, some of the twisty some roads. Of the back yeah. Roads. Yeah. I put on, at one point I had eight and a half inch wide tires on it and it had no <laughs> business having a tire that wide <laughs> squared or uh, yeah, on all corners. Yeah. So it was eight and a half inches on each corner and I literally could just hammer the throttle and 
take a 90 degree turn and the car would just stick and go. <laughs> it was biz- it just didn't make sense. Yeah. So I upgraded. Sure. And by upgraded, the poor Mazda living in New England, it got a little rust yeah. and didn't pass inspection. And it wasn't even like. That's par it for was, the course in New England, unfortunately. It wasn't like the cars that you see driving down the road that there's like, you can see into no, the it's car. the hidden rest. Yeah, rust it's like that's the problem. The baby stuff, and yeah. I so I got pulled over uh, because I didn't have my registration. They failed it. Sure. And in New Hampshire, they don't put the big, you know, failed. rejected sticker on there like they do in Massachusetts. Yeah, they don't. They don't put that sticker on there. And the cop pulls me over and he goes, "What's going on with your uh, sticker?" And I go, "Oh, it, it's got rust, and I'm I'm trying to work out buying a car." And he just looks at it and he goes why did it fail? And I go, there's, there's rust on it. And he goes, ah, all right, have a good day. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Which is funny because in the Mazda, the only time I've ever been pulled over was when it was stock. So there was a little bit of a window after I had modded it that I needed to put it back to stock yep. so that it would pass New Hampshire. New Hampshire's the worst as far as car yeah. inspections go. That little time in between that it was stock, it had like a, basically a nothing muffler. Yep. I got pulled over. <laughs> I didn't get a ticket, but I got pulled over and I was like, all right, that's cool. And then the car goes back to being, you know, obnoxious. It wasn't obnoxious in the later years, but it, you know, it sounded fun. It was fun. Nice. It's, it's an experience. You know, my, the first, so I've got, so that's your list. Oh, oh no, uh, you, that's not me, your list. Me, that, that's your first one. That's on my first list. car. So Sorry. let me hit, let me hit the second one. So it's the Fiesta ST, Ford Fiesta ST. It was the last one that they had. And I had actually been wanting this car for about two years. Yep. Uh, the reason why is at the time I was driving 30 miles one way. And maybe 25, 30 miles, a lot of traffic. And the car is, if you, the car, if you're re- responsible and you, you drive it appropriately, yep. you get decent gas mileage. Like right now I drive 50 miles, you know, occasionally during the week. And it's for the most part, the only thing that kind of detracts from its gas mileage is that t- the speed limit here in Texas is 70 miles an hour on much of the yep. roads. So I drive 70. Which is awesome. Yeah. 70 to 80. But the problem is it's a turbocharged Uh, 1.6. So as soon as you get into the boost, it starts throwing extra fuel. So I could, when I was in New England and it wasn't, you know, the roads were 45, 50, maybe 60 miles an hour. I was getting 35, 37 miles to the gallon. That's crazy. Yeah, it was great. And it's manual, but that, this car is a lot of fun to drive. Yeah, it is. It's fun to drive, but now that it's turbo, it's a turbocharged car. My first turbocharged car. I really want to mod it. And like, (laughs) it's a slippery slope because the first thing I do will dictate what I do next. And then after that, and then after that, and then after that, at least with the, and then, and then, and then, and then at least with the Mazda, it was like, all right, intake and exhaust. And, uh, that's it. (laughs) That's, that's about it. I mean, that's all you can do, but there's such a a market for it with the, I mean, there's stuff you can do, but it's like, oh, we're going to put new headers on it and do all that big, well, rip apart the engine stuff that you don't want to do. Right. But a lot of that is there was no real market for it because yeah. nobody wanted to, you know, really put a fully built motor into a Mazda yeah. three. They would just get the Mazda speed or, or whatever. So it's it, anyway. So this car is a lot of fun. I initially bought it because I had a short commute. Now that I have a longer commute, it's it's less fun because it fits two adults semi comfortably. But I, I have <laughs> the dog and the dog. Yeah, barely the dog. Dog doesn't like it. Occasionally we'll drive and we'll have three people in it, three adults, and it's not comfortable whatsoever. Yeah. But I bought it for me. Yep. And I bought it that, you know, Jen would ride along with me, you know, every once in a while when she likes to drive with me, which is rare. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because she makes comments of, you know, you're following too close, which I do. I, I agree. You drive too fast. Uh, yeah. I probably drive too fast. Yeah. She just, yeah. Yeah. She's right there. 
So, my, so yeah, let's let's cover this extensive list of. So that's your whole list. My mm-hmm. list has my two cars. Oh, one, that I bought two, new three, each time. Four, five, so I paid six. I paid twenty for the Fiesta ST. Okay, which was actually pretty good, I guess. So you're all in uh, thirty four thousand dollars for my cars right now. Okay. Uh, well, I did. So I have upgraded the Fiesta. Yeah, the Fiesta. The money doesn't matter. The money oh, okay. doesn't matter. I was gonna say it's, <laughs> it's two hundred bucks. I don't want to go into it on my list. Also, I got a rear motor mount and an upgraded intake filter. Okay. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So you can say I'm pushing like 700 horsepower. So my list is a little bit longer. Uh It's got 11 vehicles on it. Mm -hmm. The first one was actually not purchased. It was a hand-me-down. Okay. It was a 1984 Ford F-150. To me and my friends, this truck had a name. We called this truck Christine. (gasps) Because Christine from the movie Christine was a truck that you could not kill. It would always come back. It would always haunt you. And there's this, this, I think it was a Stephen King movie called Christine. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. And that's why it was named Christine, because no matter what, we couldn't kill that thing. <laughs> and that was a, it was a straight six, mm. 300 cubic inch straight six engine, <laughs> which is a probably monster an, of an engine. Probably an iron block. The, the pistons had to be the size of like Folgers coffee cans <laughs> inside there. And straight six, it was a three-speed overdrive manual mm-hmm. transmission mm-hmm. with a three-foot shifter in it mm-hmm. to shift. And by golly, that thing went through some clutches. And I, I got pretty good at uh, doing some maintenance on that and doing some basic stuff on that. Which should have been pretty easy. I mean, such as new transmission. Ooh, maybe uh, not. Doing clutches on, which, I mean, it's a truck, so it's two and a half feet off the ground already. Yeah. So it's easy to get under it. There's no fancy technology in mm-hmm. an 84 F-150. No. Beyond like the headlights are the most fancy thing on there or the <laughs> actually the pneumatic system on there was quite complex. Oh, it had air. Yeah, it had oh, a it had a, a, a part of the emission system was a pneumatic system that when it all worked right, the thing purred like a kitten. Didn't always work right. Mm. That truck, by the time I started driving, it probably had somewhere in the 300,000 mile range. Woo. And I drove it through my high school years mm-hmm. and then I bought another car, which was a 1990 Cavalier Z24. Z. And when I got that car, I thought that was the coolest car I have ever laid my eyes on when I saw that car. It was two-tone gray. <laughs> I got a, I had an aftermarket sunroof put in it. Yep. I had- That probably never leaked. Actually, no, it didn't. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh, odd that it wow. d- didn't leak. Huh. It had tinted windows, which I thought were dope. I put the headlight covers on it, mm. taillight covers. Mm. It had a giant red Chevy bow tie sticker oh, in the beer <laughs> rear window. I ended up uh, crashing that car three separate times. <laughs> The first Sorry. time I sideswiped, was that the first time? Yeah, the first time, no. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't remember. The f- the first, two, I'll say the first two times, I can't remember which order it was in, yep. but the one of the first ones, I sideswiped a telephone pole, which impaled the entire side and folded up one of the wheels, but I was about a half mile from my parents' house. So my dad came, we limped the car back. And like the cops came because I drilled the telephone pole. I did some serious damage to the telephone pole, <laughs> but it was a different town, different uh, town because we went over the town line and we, there's just a trail of burning rubber yep. and fluid that's leading down the road right into the garage where the car was, where we'd put the car away and rebuilt it, put a new door on it, put a new fender on it, put a new uh, lower control arm on it, put a new wheel on it, did all that stuff, put it all back together, painted it myself, did all that stuff. Rear ended a pickup truck with it. <laughs> all uh, that hard work. Yeah. Yeah. 
which the the truck barely had a dent in it, mm-hmm. and the whole front end of my car was gone, imploded, yeah, because he had a he had a um, a a ball hitch on there that just went oh. right through the radiator. Oh. So it's new radiator, yeah. new condenser, new front ends, new headlights, all this stuff. Rebuilt all that on it. So I didn't modify it, mm-hmm. but I did rebuild it a lot. The third and final time that I wrecked this car was uh, turning, making the left turn onto University Drive. Oh. I was stopped. And I just got drilled from behind by a girl who was in high school. She's kind of cute, if I remember correctly. And that ended up <laughs> that ended up totaling that car was Aww. that accident. So I bought it for twelve hundred bucks, wrecked it three times. Yep. And then I've got five grand for it from the insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you make money on this deal? Because we, well, I bought it from one of my dad's dealerships, uh, so I got a really good deal on it. Got it. So. With that money, here's where it gets exciting. Mm-hmm. I drove the 84 F-150 again for a little bit, went back yep. to Christine, mm-hmm. and then I upgraded to a 91 Cavalier Z24. Oh, boy. Which was a big mistake. Uh. So the first one that I had, which the 90, which was the gray one, was always mechanically good. Mm-hmm. I never had any mechanical issues. Except for those times you crashed it. But that, I, that was cosmetic. You know, the mechan- engine was always good. Oh, transmission yeah, yeah, was always yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Never had an ECU problem. Never had any issues. The second one was a maintenance pig. Uh, and it was the same engine, same transmission, just wasn't cared for. I ended up having to put a new engine in that car that uh, my my friend's father's shop ended up doing for me for like a thousand bucks. That car was awful. I do not recommend that car. So on the list also, so next after that was a 2004 Toyota Tacoma, which was a manual transmission again. Taco. Bought that one brand new, mm-hmm. lost it in a divorce. Oh. Didn't really know it that well. <laughs> uh, I got divorced and I bought an 03 Acura CL Type S six-speed. Ooh. Which was, no joke, probably one of the funnest cars I've ever owned. Yeah? Acura yeah, makes those a good car. Acuras do make good cars, and that that six-speed CL Type S was a blast to, fly, to drive. Mm-hmm. And it was, it didn't have, the six-speed specifically didn't have any traction control, and it had limited slip differentials in it, so you could smoke oh. the tires on it all day long. And it was front-wheel drive also. Torque steer was a plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up, the best thing I ever did with that car was get the warranty. Because. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ended up tearing apart a drive shaft in it because I was doing whole shots with it and burning out with it. And I had snapped a drive shaft on it and they're like, oh, this is going to be a lot of money. And I was like, oh, I've got a warranty. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> it literally cost me nothing to have it replaced, which was great. I love that car so much. I couldn't afford it when I bought it mm-hmm. because I was, you know, back in the day when I didn't have money. So I went from there to a 97 Camaro Z28 30th anniversary edition, Ooh. which is a white Camaro with orange stripes on it. And oh, it had, yes. And had white wheels and it had a houndstooth interior, white leather houndstooth interior in it. Wasn't wasn't the best decision to buy yeah, that car. I can imagine. I mean, it sounded mean. Yeah. Because it, it was a 5.7, you know, 260 horsepower V8, I think, that it had in it. it. It sounded nice. It really was an auto, it was an automatic. So the off the line in the 90s, stick shifts were still faster. Mm hmm. And she wasn't that quick off the line. Plus, she was tired when I bought it. She was about mm, seventy-five thousand ish on it. Oh, but it was a. It was also a garage car. It was. It was something that was seized in an, in a tax evasion thing at some point <laughs> along the way, and didn't have a lot of miles on it. So it was ten years old with like seventy thousand miles on it when I bought it. Oh, that's so, not bad at all. Yeah. 
but it was never really cared for either. Right. So kept that for a little bit and we moved to Chicago mm-hmm. and for the last year and a half that I lived in New England, that Camaro sat in a garage. So I worked from home. Right. I didn't go anywhere. So it was legally, it was off the road, didn't have plates on it. It was just in the garage. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point in the future, maybe I'll drive it. Ended up trading that in and getting an 06 Honda Civic, which was a fun car. It was, this is probably in 2010, I want to say. So four years old, it's a 06 uh, Civic EX Coupe, Mm. five speed. Yeah, yeah. Good car, great economy. You know, we were moving to the city of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So having something like that, I wanted something that was good and reliable that if I needed to go and drive to Massachusetts, I could do that. Sure. And that car fit that. It was cheap. It was clean. When you were working from home again. I was still working from home. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't need something that was, you know, taking you X amount of miles a day. Yeah. Reliably. Yeah. No. I took that car on the trip a couple times between Massachusetts and uh, Chicago and it quickly became evident that while that car was good on miles and would do the job well, it was oh so wholly uncomfortable for that oh, yeah. long ass ride. Oh yeah, I bet. So we upgraded to a 2007 Acura Ooh. TL Type S, Ooh. Ooh, ooh. which if I, yes. I, I wish that car was a, was a six speed cause it was also a Cayman six speeds, mm-hmm. but it's like virtually impossible to find those six speeds mm-hmm. anywhere anymore. So this one was an automatic. I love that car. When we went to the dealership again, this is 2000, I want to say 11 or 12, maybe when we went to the dealership, this 07 was actually in the showroom. That's how clean this thing was. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was spotless and took it home that night. And that was the first time that like I bought a car and I wasn't like, I don't think I'm going to get my credit approved for it. Like I'm just like, I was like, so not worried about it at yep. that point. Cause yep. I, all the other cars at that point have been like, I don't know how I'm going to afford this. This is going to be a nightmare, but you know, things were doing well. It was a nice car. Mm-hmm. It was a good financial decision. It was so much more comfortable on a long ride. <laughs> and we did the, we did the trip to new England with that. I think I took it to new England once or twice. Mm-hmm. And I ended up bringing that car down to Texas when we moved down to Texas and it lasted here for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Before I upgraded again mm-hmm. and got a 2016. Uh, was it an upgrade? At the time, I thought it was. Yeah. I got a 2016 Lexus IS 200T F Sport, mm-hmm. which in my opinion, aesthetically, is a gorgeous Oh, it was car. gorgeous. And, you know, it was relatively comfortable. Yeah, I found the seats were comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The cockpit of it really is more of a cockpit type mm-hmm. car mm-hmm. than a large SUV. And I, I enjoyed it. It was underpowered. Mm -hmm. It had something wrong with the rear rear end. Yeah. Where if it was cold and you're accelerating at a right turn, it would would skip a couple gears every now and then. (laughs) And it would just kind of hop along. It was... Probably not one of the best dealership experiences I think I've ever had because they always told me that there were no problems with the car, even though there were problems with the car. And again, it was brand new Mm -hmm. in a Lexus, Mm -hmm. so it should have been problem free. Right. I also didn't like the fact that when I bought it, they said, yeah, it's we've got that car incoming. And I said, "Okay, great. And I did all the paperwork. I assume now if I said to you, the car's incoming, Mm -hmm. incoming, how long would you think is an appropriate time to wait for that incoming vehicle? Oh, like realistically, like. Not not being a yeah. con- you just bought a car from me and I mm-hmm. told you it's it's incoming. Okay. The color and the combo and the serial number. I, I would think I would number. think I would think that it's 
worst case, just coming off of a ship. So I would say, you know, if it's coming into LA or San Diego or something like that, or even Seattle, let's I just say this thought process. Yeah. Right. So this is me in a brain, right? So processing, it probably is pretty quick. Putting it on a truck, I would say <laughs> maybe a week to 10 days. Okay. It was six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was incoming from it was the in, dealership it, it or was, the, the manufacturing. It was incoming as in it wasn't actually built yet when I bought it. Oh, that's yes. cool. And I assumed as you just got to one to two weeks, mm -hmm. that's kind of what I was thinking when I bought mm -hmm. it too. So they ended up giving me another car to drive for a while because I was so mm -hmm. unpleased yes. with that experience. Yes, not expecting that. But I only leased that car. Mm, and I was happy right. to get rid of it when it was done. Yep. I mean, it was a beautiful car. Honestly, no joke. I think this, it's a beautiful looking car. Oh, I agreed. And I like the red interior in it, but you know, we kind of grew up a little bit and it's not, you know, similar to your Fiesta. Mm. You're not really putting anybody in the backseat of that thing. Nah. And uh, especially with two string being uh, stepkids, the, <laughs> yeah. back, the backseat got very small, very quick. Yeah. So upgraded mm. 2015 F-150. Upgraded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Which, no, 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 no. That was a nice truck, except for the things. Yeah, I mean, except for when the dealership touched it and broke everything out. So I had that. <laughs> on that list, that's probably the one I've had the least amount of time, yeah. which is the 2015 F-150. Yep. Because I only had that. I bought it in January, and I got rid of it mm -hmm. three weeks ago now. Mm -hmm. And now I'm on to a 2019 F-150. Yeah, and I like this which one. Which is awesome. Yeah, this thing's pretty nice. Yeah, I love this truck. So for me, looking at the cars that I've had in the past, uh -huh. and, you know, there's been some fun cars in there. I think the ones that I've had the most fun with, are probably the first three. Yeah. The 84 F-150, the 90 Z24, and the 91 Z24. But the, really the 90 Z24, I think, is probably it. And I think when I had that, there was like my senior year of high mm -hmm. school, and my buddy Eric had his LeBaron. <laughs> And they were, I think, I think his was, I think his LeBaron was a couple of years newer, but uh -huh. it was, uh, it was baby blue LeBaron and he, it was, it was hilarious because like we were both really particular people about our stuff. Yeah. We're both very neat and organized people and we're the same about our cars. We're very neat and organized and clean in our, my car. And you've seen my yes, cars are always clean spotless, yeah. and I've always been that way. And he's the same way with his car, but he had a baby blue LeBaron that was spotless with the 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 faux top on it. I forget what it's called. Oh, the carriage yes. top. Yeah, on yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had my my Cavalier, my two door Cavalier, which is like the cool sportyish mm -hmm. coupe type. But he had like this subwoofer that he put in his thing. <laughs> you can hear that LeBaron coming right. from forever away. And you I was can hear it over the engine. That. But uh, yeah, we so we were always. You know, talking trash on each other's cars. But mm -hmm. then, and look at back. Both of them kind of sucked. Kind of sucked. <laughs> but in high school, you know. In it, high school, it was right. the it was the pinnacle of, right. of society. It was the greatest truck or greatest car you could ever own. Yeah, I had a good time. And uh, that, that 84 from 50 got me a little bit of trouble here and there. Yeah, I bet. I got pulled over quite a few times in that one. <laughs> Out of all those cars, that is something that I would not expect. What? That you'd get pulled over the most in the 84 F-150. I, say, I would figure the IS200T F-Sport, I figured you were getting pulled over once a week. Not once. Yeah. Yeah, not once on that one. Uh, never got pulled over in the Civic. Never got pulled over in the... I don't remember. 
I definitely got pulled over in the 84. I definitely got pulled over in the Z, 90 Z24. I got pulled over going triple digits in that Z24 once. Got a verbal warning. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. I couldn't believe it do triple digits I was to say, I, I'm not, I mean, getting pulled over and getting a warning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one thing, but triple digits in a Z24. Yeah. So, so those are the cars we've... Oh, I did get oh. pulled over in that CL also. <laughs> I remember that. I got pulled over literally in front of the Worcester police station. Ah. And he goes, you think you're a pretty cool guy in a pretty smart car, in a pretty cool car, huh? And I was like, no. He's like, well, you're in front of the police station. Could you slow down? And I was like, <laughs> sorry. Oh, jeez. So those are the cars we've owned. What about the cars that you would... Okay, so we'll do this thing like we did with the uh, airplanes, right? Okay. So you... How do you want to frame this? Is it cars that we would have to hit the lottery? Are we talking like hyper and supercars? Or are we talking like potentially are you talking attainable? In the, in the dream car in the dream, category? I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have clarified so this. So I think in the dream car category, I think it can actually be different things throughout the year. So like if you were to rewind the clock on me to say that that 97 Z28 no, era. No, The dream car for me at that point was like a, you know, that was a 2002 black on black Camaro SS. Right. No, 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 no. But no. like a dream car for me today, today. today. A dream car? Yes. Dream car. Yes. Okay. But we had to put some criteria on. It. Like, yes. so are we talking lottery money? Like you need to, it's going to be a 3 point million, whatever dollar car. Well, like it's very slim as to what your options are. <laughs> no, 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 no. As in like, are we, is that the top end of it? Is that the top end? Like, is it hypercars? I think this is difficult because there are. It is difficult. I want it to be difficult. I don't well, want you to be like, oh, it's a. No, I, I'm saying it's difficult because there's, there's cars that are within reach in my opinion. Okay. And there's cars. In that dream car category, even just driving them, because I think that's going to be the criteria if it's mm-hmm. the same as the airplane was, mm-hmm. which was to fly, not own. Mm-hmm. So even to drive some of these, you can do the drive experiences on, on a lot of these like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all that sort of stuff. All right. So this one, we're going to change it up. You have to own it or it, it will be owned. Okay. It will owned. be owned. It will be a summertime car or a fair weather car. Summertime. I regret saying that. So it's a fair weather car. So fair weather car. You yes. don't need to worry about snow tires and all that okay. nonsense. Fair weather car. The Suzuki Samurai. That's actually a solid pick. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Um, and what else should we put in for criteria? You own it. You own you it. You have to own it. You have to own it. And we'll go. It can't be anything more than half a million. Okay. Well, that puts a lot into that category. Yeah. Ah, dream car though, huh? Mm -hmm. You only own one for the rest of your life. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Well, that does change it a little bit. But it's always, I mean, it's always fair weather. So then it's really more of a finding, it's not the only car you're going to own for the rest of your life, but you're going to own that car for the rest of your life plus your daily Sure. We'll we'll say you don't have to daily drive this. You have another method of transport. Yeah. Okay. Oh man. I don't know. Um, But you can only own this one, one car. Uh huh. Do you have one in mind for you? I think so. Because I feel like you're putting the pressure on me. And I, I feel I'm like putting I'm the pressure breaking. on you, and I'm I'm glad that you're breaking because now it, it's not an easy thing. It to, is not an easy thing because there's a lot of good stuff out there. So okay, narrow it down to your top three then, if you can. Top three. So I'll give you my top three. Dream cars. Yes. Okay. A Nissan R34 GTR. Okay. So the Skyline. Yep. The 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 R34 Skyline. Yep. I know there's an R33, 32, yada, yada. But the yeah, 34. Yeah. I like the 34. I like the, the big one. It would also have to be... Can we include classic cars? 
Sure, you can include any car you want as long as it's less than a half a million dollars. That doesn't make it easier. I know, sorry. <laughs> so a, a R34 for me. Also in that top three category would be the Audi R8. The the V8 one. I know that's a V6, I think now. I don't know. But the the original, uh, I think there's like two versions. I think it's a twin turbo V6. It might be. So I I like the V8 one. So that's number two. And then another dream car for me. Me. A... I'm not even going to classify or clarify a year on this, but I'm going to say a more recent one. Okay. 911 GT2 RS. Okay. Yeah, so solid, solid choice right there. And those, again, it's not, you're not going to daily drive them. I think the no. RS, you're not daily driving anywhere. I'll tell you what, opening up the classic car side of it really does change change something for me on that. Okay. Because there's, you know, as, as we get older, there are cars that I can look back on now and go, man, I'd love to have one of those. And I go and I look them up and they're starting to go up in price. Oh I'm yeah. Like, you gotta be kidding. Yeah, they're appreciating like yeah. an, like an IROC Z28. <laughs> those are like 20 grand now, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. When I was in high school, you buy one of those for 2,500 bucks. Yep. Man, I should have said that Z24. So stupid. <laughs> uh, top, top three dream cars. Yeah. Just Get it over with, man. It's it, it's just a podcast. It's nobody's gonna, a, nobody's gonna hold you. There's gonna, a lot of pressure <laughs> on these top three cars. Well, I'm a big I'm a big Corvette fan. Yep, um, I know. I've been a big Corvette fan my whole life. I think in terms of the elite of the elitists for Corvettes mm-hmm. right now, I think is not a current production car. It's the ZR1. Well, I think the the outgoing year they still made a ZR1, which is a yeah, it's a well into the six figures Corvette mm-hmm. race car. Mm-hmm. Really, it's a race car with, you know, license plates on it. And lights <laughs> and stuff. That's really what that is. The generation before that ZR1 was a really nice car. Yeah. And it was it was one of those cars where you it it didn't it didn't scream that it was something different, even though it had all the extra not the c7 the yeah and the c6 version oh the the c6 cr1 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. really i mean unless you really know what you're looking at Mm -hmm. you weren't going to notice that there was anything special about that car yep and i really kind of like that that subtle sleeper-ish type type appeal i agree with you on that one yeah that's a good one and that's kind of you know been with the the cl type s that i had was also kind of fell into that category because it was just a two-door car that didn't Really unsuspecting. Sh- it was unsuspecting. Yeah. I'm going to blow the doors off everybody. <laughs> and, but dream cars, I mean, I'm going to, I'm, I have to go into the exotic world. Do I it. Think. Go for it. I think I'm going to go, geez, I feel so unprepared for this. Uh, Are you going to say Bagani Zonda or something like that? No, I'm, I, I see Kona's the, egg. the, 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 the over the top ones like the Koenigsegg yeah. and the the ring cone is it the one that Hammond crashed on Top Gear? Oh uh, yeah, or Grand Tour, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I like, I do love Lamborghinis. Mm-hmm. I like. I, don't get me wrong, I didn't put Ferraris. I, I, I like the not, Ferraris. I'm not a flashy kind of guy. I don't like flash. I think I am. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> flash it up, dude. I think I am. Let's see it. Flash me. Uh, I'd, I'd probably <laughs> go with the a uh, Lamborghini Murcielago. Okay. I would probably not the Diablo go. SV. No. Okay. Sorry. No. I don't mean to to throw little holes Maybe. in everything. Maybe. No. I like the McLaren. Uh, what is it? The MP something or another. The newer one. The the half hybrid. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I actually just saw a uh, ad for them. 
I have to look. Was it an MP12 or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's the the hybrid one. The hybrid one. Yeah, yeah. that thing is. It, that thing so is pretty awesome. I followed a McLaren ugh, a couple of years ago in Boston, and it it was gorgeous. It was it was a very nice looking car. It was like one of the new ones, the MP, not the hybrid one, but um, one of the the newer ones that just came out with. And it, it looked it was burnt or screaming orange or whatever that orange yes, is. Yes, that orange. Yeah, that they put on that very yeah, nice. That thing is very nice. nice. Yeah, and I think you know when you start talking about like McLarens and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's like. What was the model of it? Doesn't matter. It's a McLaren. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it, it truly didn't matter. It was it was a very good looking car. Yeah, there's oh my goodness. Look at all these. Look at all these lovely ladies on here. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, so third one on that list. Yep. Uh I'm probably going to go domestic again. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Ferraris. Mm-hmm. Ferrari La Ferrari. Mm-hmm. The Ferrari the Ferrari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Ferrari, the Enzo yeah. was Oh, yeah, the beautiful. F50, the yeah. F40s, yeah. The F40 was a beautiful car. Mm-hmm. There is one more domestic car I want to put on that list. The Ford GT? I like the Ford GT. I really like the new Ford GT the, also. The new one looks pretty... But I really like the Viper. Which Viper? Yeah, that's a that's a Are we fair talking question. like 90s Viper? Like are we talking the new ACR Viper? No, I don't like the new ACR Vipers. Okay. The 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 first and second generation Vipers. Okay. I think they've got up yep. to like three or four generations like the, the, towards the end there, but the quintessential one that was like the blue, the winning blue with the white racing stripes. The GTS. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was a beautiful okay. car. Yeah. yeah. I got you there. That's good. And from everything that I've read about it and watched on the internet about mm-hmm. it, it is absolutely deadly to drive. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. From from those early ones, wow. Where yeah, it was it's you know, for uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel that I watch, which I've sent you a couple of videos yes. on, but he drives a Viper in there <laughs> and he goes, It's amazing because this car is constantly just trying to kill you. Just trying to the kill you the whole time you're driving yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that is the kind of excitement that I would be into in that my life. I need in my life. Yes. Huh. But new Corvette is also in the realm of possibilities for me in the future. Yeah. So it's, dreams can be realities, boys uh, and girls. The you R34, just have to put your head into it. The R34 will probably never be in my grasp. The GT2 RS, definitely not. The Audi R8, yeah. still not in my grasp. And <laughs> will never will be. What, so what do, you, what do you think? So you get rid of the truck. Okay, no, maybe not because you just bought that. So this is going to be a terrible exercise. <laughs> uh, so you said the 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 Corvette, the new Corvette, the mid-engine one yeah. might be might be a toy that you have in the future. Yep. I'm trying to think of what my I really do dig the Tesla S. I also what about that Roadster Tesla? I do. I'm interested so to see what goes on the with new that. one because yeah. they had they had the original one, yeah. which was just a Lotus. With yeah. I do love Lotuses. There is a Lotus. So there was a, I forget what YouTube channel it was, but there was a Lotus on there that the guy built that was compound charged. Okay. It was supercharged and turbocharged. And the thing was like a rocket ship. Like wow. it, and it had like. I heard those things are maintenance pigs though. Oh yeah. I mean the, the proper, proper ones, like yeah. obviously not one that's Frankenstein. Yeah. Or like the Hennessy ones or anything yep. like that. This guy had its own fueling like system, like crazy fueling system where it ran pump gas down low when you're just driving around. Yep. And then as soon as you kicked it into boost, it ran like straight E85 or, or race <laughs> fuel. I, I I was like- that Doesn't sound complex at all. Yeah. I was like, that sounds so bizarre. And it, it just worked and it was quick and I forget what uh, what it was, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Anyway, I would, I think I would like the, like it to be an electric car 
like I said before. I think yep. it would just be, you know, uh, and it would be a proper adult car, like Jen's car. I love Jen's car, and I always talk it's about great car. I would, yeah. I would buy that thing in a heartbeat. She a has Honda a, and Acura, similar family, and I'm a yes. big fan of Acuras. And you know, it's funny because when she first bought it, I was like, oh, this thing is. She had one before. Yeah, it's 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 an Accord. Yeah. But it's the hybrid. It is super comfortable. Yep. It it gets you know forty five miles to the gallon, and she drives it like to the gym and back, which is a mile away from our <laughs> house. And it's it's an incredible car. And you know, thankfully, knock on wood, she got two hundred thousand miles out of her last one, and I imagine we'll get about the same out of this one, if not more. I do have one guilty pleasure car I would probably put in that list also. Go. Which is the, and I, A, I can afford it. Mm-hmm. And B, I could go buy one right now if I really wanted to. I just can't bring myself to do it because I'm 38. Yep. <laughs> which is the, the Honda Civic SI. No, the Type the R. Type R. Yeah, the yeah. Type R. Which, honestly, I think it would be a just unbelievably fun car. Like the Fiesta. Sure. Fun. Very fun. Sporty, mm-hmm. small, stick shift. Mm-hmm. Looks goofy as hell with mm-hmm. them spoilers all mm-hmm. over it. But I just, I'm, I'm coming up on middle aged. I'll give you, you buy a car like that. People start saying midlife crisis. Yeah, I, I will give you a guilty pleasure one. It, it would be so it's three cars, three cars. So it'd be the 2008 WRX STI. Yep. Not the one people are going to be like, Rah! but whatever. The Hawkeye one, the one after the Bug Eye oh. one. 2008, you said? I'm, I think, looking, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I think it was 2008. 2008 STI four-door, and then a Honda S2000 and a Mazda Miata. I've driven the S2000. So the STI, or excuse me, the um, the S2000 and the Miata are the same thing. This The Honda S2000 would be so much better and faster. And it's just, they're both impractical. I think the purists, the Subaru purists are going to be against you on the 2008. Which one's the 2008 again? Let me just make sure. It's, I think it's the one you think it was. Nope, that is not. It is actually, it must be the 2005 then. Let's it's go, the one. let's go into the Wayback Machine of 2005 with the square headlights. Okay. Yeah, that's Let more see. the purest. Yes. Yeah, that's the one. The 2005. So my dear friend with the LeBaron. Yep. Would I? I believe he would agree with you. The yeah, 2005 I, I like the 2005 here. STI. That thing, it was just one of those things with a big wing on the back, and yep. as my high school friend used to call them, bird killers, because they were great at that, and that's about it. <laughs> you need uh, to get you get all that down pressure on the rear wheels. Yeah, well, those at least at least those are all wheel drive, right? As opposed to like the Civic that was front wheel drive. Front wheel drive. Hey, I got a, I have a spoiler on my car, kinda. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a front wheel drive car that, that has a wheelbase of like a yeah. foot. There's not much downforce. Needed. I mean, a lot of that's for aesthetics. Anyways. Sure. It's, sure. it's really what you, you want to look at. Actually, the, I think I need to have an emotional mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. with the vehicle that I drive on a regular basis. Yep. I can't be one of those people that just has a car to go from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are like that and that's fine, but that's not me. Driving is an emotional experience for sure. me. It's adjacent to flying in that way. Uh, oh is, yeah. 100%. That, is, that it is an, a, an emotional connection that I have to the vehicles that I've owned and also dream about owning in the future. And I think it's interesting, you know, being aviation people and having a hobby that is cars. And, you know, for somebody like my dad, who's had a career in cars, who's aviation is his hobby. Right. I think those two things tend to run super close together because Absolutely. of the nature of what they are. Absolutely. They're both like, I learned a lot about engines and how they run and, you know, what, what certain sounds you should be listening for mean, you know, this 
particular symptom or, or issue, and that that translates a lot to flying, right? You you yep. you pick up on sound, smells. Yeah, you got to be in tune with the machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I agree. <sighs> let's go buy some toy cars. Let's go buy some toy cars. You want to buy a car? Right I want to buy. Yes. Let's go. Yes, buy a car. I do. Let's go buy a car with your yes money. Uh, okay. Oh, let's go halvesies. Okay. Yeah, let's go halvesies. What do, do you want to buy? You know what? I actually had this conversation the other day. Race car. Instead of buying a new toy car that I just rub with a diaper in the garage all day long. Yes. What if we get something? Yes. That we I literally have had this thought. Put on a track. Yep. But what? Honestly, the yeah. best the best driving car. Would, where are we going to race it? There's tons. There's tons. It does. It's not against and anybody. Which one of our wives is going to let us drive it? Actually, we might have to compete with Jen. No, it has to be. <laughs> has to be. A, if it's a stick shift, she can't drive it. Even though I told her I would teach her a whole bunch of times. So yeah, that's never going to work. So that'll end your marriage. Honestly, so don't do that. I'll teach her. For honestly, um, Miata. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a, a very good, very raw kind of driving experience. Yeah. Somebody that worked a coworker. I don't know if I can call him coworker, but a coworker. Hmm. Sounds real personal. Yes. Is a teaching instructor or teaching instructor is a driving instructor and has a Miata and it's all tracked up. He's got like the hoop bar and everything like that. And he drives it. There are tracks around here. There are a number of tracks. The problem becomes that a lot of them are club tracks. Yeah. And there's a fee. It's like a golf course. Yep. Right. So that gets I'd be expensive. interested in learning more about that. Maybe we do that. Because I need more hobbies that are dangerous. Yes. <laughs> with with our oodles of free time. Yeah. Can I take my motorcycle there? Oh, yeah. I didn't put a motorcycle. Oh, oh, I didn't put my motorcycle on the yeah. list. Oh. It's the car episode. For another episode. For another episode. Learning how to ride a motorcycle. You know what? We can absolutely get a race car when we talk about our recap for 2019 and our goals for 2019. 2020 and not cry because we realize we're not going to have any time to do that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) God, don't remind me. All right. So that was the car episode. That's that's the car episode to be continued. Hey, thanks for listening in on this tangent. Yeah. Episode tangent. (laughs) The entire episode was a tangent. It's a tangent of our lives. All right. Go back to uh, doing stuff with airplanes. Learn how to fly airplanes also. Yeah. Airplanes. Travel. Airplanes. Airplanes. Cars. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life Adventure PS and Instagram Life Adventures Pete Simpson. views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.